With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch in the Rue, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis, inspiring people to do better, be better, live better, look better, smell better every damn day of their lives. And our Friday show, usually, today being Thursday, presented by our friends Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. You've heard us talk about them before. If you haven't yet gotten to know them, go to Wealth Coach, Wealth, uh, NorthCoastWM.com and take a look around their website. Give them a call, 248-626-2000, or send them an email, info at NorthCoastWM. Mark and Jay, both Spartans, 95 grads, guys who are want to make your money work for you. Any investment questions, anything like that. Um, let them know Couch in the Room sent you, and you'll get a free consultation, and they'll see if it's a good fit. doesn't matter if you're in Michigan or, or anywhere in the state. Uh, distance doesn't scare them. Give Mark and Jay a call. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, and one thing SkyMint can't do is help you sports gamble better. I mean, the Baltimore fucking Orioles, seriously? I told you that night. was going to happen. You yeah. did not tell me shit. Hold on a second. I did <laughs> preface it by saying if it's too obvious, it's always a stay away. But you got to be shitting me. In the eighth inning, they give up five in- five runs to the Baltimore Orioles. Who always screws us? It's the, the, it's the Angels. I know. And White Sox. It's, always, I'm done with baseball. It's Leslie Thank Neil- God for football. It's Leslie Nielsen. Goddamn California Angels. I know. Cockburn. Anyway. Parley sucked. I'm sorry. I hope your soccer one goes well because I'm not going to pay attention. <laughs> Look, of gambling guy. No. Baseball is, is is hard to gamble, and uh, it is really tough, dude. And and, and I'm glad, and, and especially look, when you're doing just parley. And I hate to break it to baseball, but you'll never be the sport in this country because you're too hard to gamble. You you cannot at this point in life, at this point in our society, you cannot rise to be the number one sport unless you are gambling friendly, and that is another advantage football has. It is gambling friendly. Not Save that, that hot take for Monday. Yeah, it's good. It's a really Write good that point. down. Yeah. No. Um, we have a lot of really good Groovy Donut Twitter questions to get to here. 
Um, fantastic stuff. I'm glad we're, we're, I mean, you guys rose up, even though it wasn't even on a, on a Friday, a little out of your routine and, and, and gave some, uh, uh, gave some great stuff. Um, so we'll just, uh, I think we'll dig into that because the Imani bait stuff, trust me, it's covered, uh, some quarterback stuff, Michigan state, um, football, the, uh, the Alliance with the big 10 pack 12, you name it. If you're thinking it, one of our listeners probably got to it, and we'll get into it in the next uh, next two hours. So you want to just dig in? Let's do it. All right. Eric Schultz, you know it up first. How much do you think MSU's coaches take into account Anthony Russo's negative performances, uh, performances from Temple when Wayne, who should start? Experience matters, but the dude has thrown an obscure number of interceptions in his career. I think it's obscene. obscene. Yes, obscene. But um, we turn this monitor. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have to take it into account. I mean – if you're trying to judge a quarterback, you you have to take everything into account. You know about them, and you're watching. Now you knew that about them about Anthony Russo when you recruited him when he transferred. So you knew that was part of yeah. But can't we just say it's Temple? I'm I'm sure he's not dealing with Randy Moss type wide receivers at Temple that can change plays. Or it's a maybe diva, save you from throwing one of those interceptions. A, no, no, no. That's such a crap take. It's a diva position. That like the the difference in receivers at Temple to Michigan State in the Big Ten are very little. Now there are are exceptions in in, in Alabama. There's a drop off, but look, Jaden Reed came from Western Michigan. That guy was in the MAC before he was in the Big Ten. I, it took forever for me at Michigan State covering Michigan State. To how is that? How is that take crap? Like Temple's wide receiver university, they're that, they're, they're no different than Michigan State's receivers. Exactly. No. Exactly. No. I'm I'm telling you, it's a diva position. You can get good receivers. They want to play early. Lots of mid majors have great receivers. The difference in, in in talent is seen usually on the defensive line. Mostly, there's a there's a little different. You won't have the depth of receivers, maybe. But I mean, it was so. I started covering Michigan State in 2012. It was until. Tony Lippett, I'd say Tony Lippett, and uh, I'm trying to think the number of receivers I've covered at Michigan State better than the receivers I covered at Western Michigan, and there aren't many of them. I mean, you would take Greg Jennings, Jamarco Simmons, Jordan White, and even after I left, Corey Davis over almost everybody Michigan State's had in the time I've been there. That's not Temple, though. That's Western Michigan. Name the <laughs> Temple wide receivers that have come out and been drafted. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's not to his point. I do think you take everything you know about a guy into account, but you also have to measure what you're seeing now. People do grow. Now, he's been around college football a long time. He's kind of going to be who he is. But if he's taking care of the ball in practices at Michigan State, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt that that's something he's really worked on. If, like we're seeing, when they do these hype videos, you will see interceptions happening in these scrimmages. What you don't see is who throws the pass. You never see the quarterback. If that's coming off the arm of Anthony Russo, and we don't know that it is, we, it could be the third or fourth string quarterback, then that's that's a problem. If it's coming off Thorne, it's a problem. Because I ultimately think this job will be decided not by who throws a couple nice deep balls on a Monday, and I still think the most impressive pass of the scrimmage was Thorne's um, 25-yard zipped uh, over the head of a defender to um, Jane Reed. But it's ultimately who, who can be counted on not to turn the ball over and make the pass you have to make on third and six, third and four, third and three. The, the passes they couldn't make last year that keep drives going. The deep balls, Rocky Lombardi had that. And so those are the things. Oh, he we'll, didn't. He would float balls up there. He didn't have a, a rock. He, he could throw it that far. Was it accurate? No. Yeah, he had some guys accurate. Okay. Next one from Eric. 
What is it that, uh, why is it that when Graham says, I think they'll beat Northwestern, I now do too? The dude said 2019 MSU would go 10 and 2, <laughs> 2018 MSU would have a prolific offense, and 2013 MSU would lose to Illinois 25 14. I should know better. But you don't. You keep listening. But I his soccer that. parlays, though, hey, <laughs> follow those. Yes, no, I think it's because. Over time, a couple things. One, we know Northwestern, right? I'm actually working on the the season predictions type thing I do for the LSJ right now. And Northwestern is like the most reliable opponent in the world. You know who Northwestern is. Whether they have a great season or bad season, you get their rough – their talent pool stays about the same. Um, they are – they don't waver from being a middling talent team. You you know who Northwestern is, and you know who Michigan State needs to beat to beat them, and you think they've got a chance to do that. Northwestern's also had some turnover. I don't know if they're going to be as explosive offensively. It, And I think the other thing about this game is Michigan State, I think Michigan State's biggest problem this year isn't their top, top 22 players who are going to be starting the game. And they have depth a few places at running back, maybe on the offensive line, but just getting five guys who are good in the offensive line is where they need to start. They have depth a few places, but you're going to see the drop-off if there are injuries. If they have a blessed year without a lot of injuries, I think Michigan State could have a pretty good season. But in week one, if they're a healthy team, they may be better. Their their top guys may be better than Northwestern's top guys right now. I would guess that depth of talent throughout the program, though, in certain places, Northwestern's better. And it is funny when Graham is wrong, but at least he gives out his pick with a score. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. I mean you're going to take some shit, but at least you're one of the uh, few guys that actually gives it a, an opinion and, a, well, and a score at the end. And in fairness to the other people, that that's my job. Wow. Well, all right. Well, screw you. Uh, Schultz with this one. When does the LSJ preview for the season come out? Can Graham give us a sneak peek and tell us what he's predicting MSU's record will be? It'll be out tonight. Um, I'll be. Out, it was going to be out at nine this morning, the, the, the predictions, not the whole preview, the preview uh, that runs in print comes out this Sunday. Uh, the, the copy, I have to wait till Sunday. The, the copy starts tonight and probably through next Monday in terms of when it goes online, the different stuff we're doing. Um, but it was going to come out this morning and I wrote a column on Sexton, Eastern Everett, Lansing, the three city schools in Lansing that I put a little effort turned quickly, but did a lot of interviews for, went to a lot of practices Talked to a lot of people. I think it's an interesting column. And it's not being well read as much as I want it to be. <laughs> so I refuse to put the candy out there that is a prediction column uh, and take away from any potential audience for this until this evening. It was going to go up this morning, the predictions column. It's going to go up tonight just to give my other piece. Even though it's a little bit different audience, I don't want it taking any room on a, 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 a homepage front, on my Twitter feed. I don't want anybody with any other options but that high school column. Uh, over this prediction candy. Isn't that petty? When does the print edition come out? Sunday. Mm. Eric Schultz up next. Jason, I don't get your if Goff wins a playoff game. I'll be mad because people will give me shit about Stafford take. When the high from the win overpower anything Rico Beard or anyone else could say to you when you never have uh, been happier to be wrong. I would like to be happy to be wrong. And yes, now that I'm not doing Spartan beat with Rico Beard anymore. Uh, yes, it would be easier. By the way, Rico Beer did text me two nights ago and said, I've got something for you. What's your address? Now, what could that be? I'm guessing 
it's an eight by ten of him and Valenny like hugging each other, like autographed. What are the chances? Like this is something cool. I don't know. It could be uh, him posed as a uh, impartial journalist wearing a Spartan <laughs> visor. I don't know. What's the, uh, a picture of him and Izzo together. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. If I'm just saying, it, just putting putting in golf in that situation is just as a Lions fan, you don't want to root for him, and you know the season's going to be ass. Would I be happy to be wrong? And the season's great. Dan Campbell's a genius. We go to the Super Bowl. That fat dude down in Detroit that spent three grand on terrible bets wins his bets. Fucking a. I would love it. And, and where I'm torn on golf is I I kind of like the plan of golf as a stopgap. You get the team starting to look decent, and you go out and draft a quarterback, and you have the ability to build around a QB on a rookie deal and the advantages that come with that. And if golf takes off, look, uh, absolutely. I think most Lions fans would, would come around and be very happy about that. But, but a stopgap, is he going to win games for you? But he also has to come – He also if he's going to be the quarterback of the future, say, instead of drafting somebody else in a year or two, he's going to have to play to a pretty damn high level because he's making pretty damn big money. It can't just be, hey, there's the best of Andy Dalton. And he's a good quarterback. You still got to draft a new guy because he's making too much. You can't build around that guy making forty-one million. So if you're going to make forty-one million, you better be a franchise quarterback. Otherwise, you got to be replaced because you wind up being what Minnesota has in Kirk Cousins, and they had a window, but they're never going to get it done with him. You can't have the fifteenth best starting quarterback unless you have just a truly, truly special team around you. Dan Grafe writes in if everything goes right for msu what's their record so this is an interesting question because i also don't think we know what msu is so there there's everything goes right right no injuries or you know not an injury riddled year uh they don't blow a game they can win things like that but i don't even know which games they can win yet i mean that's that's the thing we don't know if this is a team that's better than we think uh a lot worse than we think so if everything goes right so I'm going to say this based on what I think right now, and could be wrong. Um, is that Graham Stouting it enough? Sure, um, that works both ways. No, if things go right athletes. for MSU, I think there are four games they'll probably lose, four toss-ups, and four games they ought to win. So you'd say if everything goes right, they're eight and four, and that's a charmed year. Um, any better than that, though, even they can't charm themselves into any better than that because the schedule's too tough. They're actually going to have to be better than that. And again, I think their their key guys may be all right. The question is, can you make it through a year without losing either of your top two receivers? Or at least get deep enough in the year that one of your young guys really breaks out so you always have two of those guys. Um, can you? I think they'll be okay at running back. Can the offensive line, Can you know, a guy like Jarrett Horst, that left tackle, can he stay healthy? Can you keep a healthy offensive line that finds something together throughout the year? You know, we, we don't know. I, I think at corner, they're going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be deep. So if guys stay healthy, maybe they're a little bit better than we think. Um, but that's just hard to do in a college football season. We've seen a lot of years where that doesn't happen. Next one from Dan. Didn't Graham tell us two years ago that Gillison was good to be was going to be a good tight end? What happened with him? You know, I, it's a good question. I, I was watching him in um, Monday's practice, open practice. He looks like he's just a guy who hasn't put on weight, too. Like, I don't know if, first of all, tight end is a complex position. Um, you, you have to, I mean, next to quarterback, and this type of offense MSU runs, you will hear coaches say that's the second hardest position because you just have to understand so many different concepts. 
I'm not saying he doesn't understand the concepts. He also doesn't look that prototypical size-wise. I thought he was going to be more of that. At least he didn't the other day, unless they changed his number and I was looking at some different dude. They've got some guys who are starting to look that way, but they're really young. I, I don't, I'd still, I'm still curious what happens to him this year. And, and again, last year was a weird COVID year. I don't think a lot of guys took a step forward. He showed some flashes two years ago. Um, I'm curious to see how much time he gets and what he looks like on the field. And I still think he could be a weapon in the passing game if he's figured it all up out upstairs because he was really raw uh, two years ago. Next one from Dan. How is everyone handling the Imani Bates not choosing MSU? So this is my, my general take on this from MSU fans is that they, they'd come to terms with it a long time ago, and there's a little bit of snarkiness toward him, which is, you know, whatever, it's a 17-year-old making the choice. But in defense of other people who are being snarky, I mean, the man waited to announce where he was going till after he was enrolled at Memphis and everybody knew it, and he was still listing MSU. Like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to announce something. You're, you're, you're enrolled. You're in the student freaking directory. And yeah, but if you have name, image, and likeness kind of stuff, you have to make an announcement to get likes and well, followers. Then, and... then do it a week earlier before you're in the student directory. Don't... It's not thinking about Graham Couch in Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, I, I have no, I have no problem with what it kids. I mean, it's it's reason number four hundred seventy-two that nobody actually commits because when kids commit, they're not actually committing. They know they don't have to follow through on that commitment. They're pledging in the moment or leaning towards something at the moment. Uh, so let's stop calling it a commitment. Um, but I think overall people are, they weren't expecting him to choose MSU. And so there might be a little bit of sour grapes because they thought they had him and he kind of strung him along publicly. But I don't, I don't, I don't know how much ill will there is towards him. I would hope not much. I mean, he's just a, he's just a kid who's trying to figure himself out here a little bit. I sent him a DM. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you say? I said, I appreciate you. MSC Smokestack up next. If MSU football struggles this year, is it more likely because of quarterback play or lack of depth at tackle? I'm going to say tackle because I do think they're going to have adequate quarterback play between one of their top two guys. And I even think Noah Kim could get them through something. Like, I think they think Noah Kim's okay. Like, I don't think quarterback's an issue. I don't think they know what quarterback they have. And if, you know, I do think it's possible if one struggles, they go to the other. But I think somewhere in there, they've got good quarterback play. I, I th- when you say lack of, if there's an injury at, at, uh, at tackle, I mean, they still don't have good depth there. They still don't have a lot of guys that you would naturally throw out there in a Big Ten game and play left tackle or right tackle. And that's an area the program's got to continue to improve. They have, they're okay starting, I think, um, but depth is a problem. Graham Petty up next. Memphis can sell an NBA coaching staff with Penny and now Sheed. UNC has Hubert Davis and Michigan has Juwan. I'm not saying uh, it's, it is the only path to success, but as something to consider with Izzo's replacement, would DJ be able to recruit without Izzo too close to the deal? To close the deal. To close the deal. Jesus. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that. Um, I, I think Dwayne Stevens is a, a good recruiter. He's been a good recruiter for a long time. Um, I think he's considered an excellent defensive coach. I think he's a guy who has been around Izzo and, and can can design a game plan and, and, and manage a program. I think those sort of things he would do well. And, you know, I you don't want to step out of who you are. Like, it's good for Michigan that they've got Jawan Howard. 
And if Draymond Green wanted to be the next coach, would it make sense to go that route? Keep in mind, Juwan Howard, though, was a revered assistant in the NBA for a while. So it wasn't like he just stepped off the court and started coaching. Now, the college part of things was different. He also, but he's always a guy you thought would be able to recruit. And then he assembled an awesome staff around him. You know, you get a guy like Phil Martelli has been a head coach forever in college basketball. Uh, UNC Davis was on the bench there in North Carolina forever. So um, I I think you've got to be who you are and who you have. And Dwayne Stevens, if you're trying to continue the Izzo era, which I think would make sense to do if you're Michigan State, considering it's the greatest era of any revenue sport in school history by a long way, then you sure as hell should at least look at the guy who's sitting next to him on the bench and if you're trying to continue that, right? and and I think, I think there's a pretty decent shot. Uh, Dwayne Stevens gets a shot. Mojo Jojo's up next, but I think this is yours. Memphis, impossible to see the future is. How was that? Next one from Mojo Jojo. Should Hunter Ryzen have stayed at MSU? Yes. Yeah, crazy impatience. I mean, unbelievable. He's playing as a freshman. What are you doing? What are you doing? Did his dad have something to do with that, though? I don't think so. I, you know, I don't remember all the conversations, but I don't believe his dad was telling him, "Hey, you should be playing." I mean, his dad has a realistic look at things. His dad was, a, you know, an NFL guy. His dad played at MSU. His dad played the sweep left, sweep right era. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his dad stuck you it out know. at MSU, even though they were throwing the ball five times a game, and he was an All-Pro <laughs> receiver. I mean, I'm surprised his dad didn't kill George Perlis. <laughs> if I was Andre Risen, that tells you what the 1980s were and how much coaches had power and how stupid coaches were i mean you had mother f and andre rising on your team and you're throwing it five times a game you talk about an a, you talk about an ad you should have fired george perlis it's blocking my god and then you, had, then you had courtney hawkins pretty good nfl receiver yeah i mean that's and then and then you had mill the thrill coleman who was by far the best um Wide receiver? You know, I I would say interesting QB receiver combo they had. They didn't even really give him a, a fair look at quarterback. Because yeah. back then you didn't play short black guys at quarterback. Antoine Randall comes along. If Antoine Randall happens before Mill the Thrill Coleman. That would be weird. He would have. I'm just saying they would have played Mill the Thrill at MSU. That's all. Next one for Mojo Jojo. What's a show you love that your wife hates and vice versa? Do you have one? No. Teresa doesn't hate anything I watch, really. You'd have to ask her. I don't think she... We honestly watched the same thing. We watched the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix last night, which was Bananas. I'd recommend it to people. Yeah, there's not a lot. Every once in a while, we'll watch something she puts up with, it and she's like, ah, you can, you can kind of finish that on, by yourself. And I'm trying to... Girls 5 Eva. <laughs> no, she loved Girls 5 Eva. So did I. We, we have a lot of the same taste. Of course, it's a chick show. She doesn't like what she describes as sports shouting. Um which is like the show. Stephen A. Yeah, but that's sort of the extreme. She calls sports shouting like anything. She thinks this show is sports shouting, mm. even though she's never listened, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really have anything that I love that she hates. She has some that, but even the Your things. food consumption. I mean, we like, you know, below deck Mediterranean. We uh, both love that It's stuff. a chick show, though. It doesn't count. It's not a chick show. We're talking about a dude show for dudes. It's not a chick show. Hates. It's mostly hot chicks on a yacht. How is that not a, a No dudes dude watch show? that shit. Lots of dudes. I watch that shit. No. 
Well, that's all we need. <laughs> Gavin Haas up next. Why do I hate Imani Bates, but I'm still bummed about missing out on him? Well, you shouldn't hate Imani Bates. Um, but in uh, Gavin Haas's defense, he is actually younger than Imani Bates. So I feel like from a uh, actual maturity standpoint, he has the right to judge Imani Bates differently. I think he can hate him, yeah. Yeah, he can hate him. Like an adult shouldn't hate Imani Bates. A kid can hate Imani Bates because kids can hate kids. I think that's, that's that's absolutely fair. No, I think there's still a level of of what could have been if, if he had actually, you know, if he had actually come to Michigan State. I always thought, however, that where he was a really good fit. And by the way, Imani Bates could still play at Michigan State. What? He's got to do, unless the NBA rules change, he's got to do two years. He's got to do two years in college or one in the G League. And he seems to be a, a weird kid who's moves with a – nothing wrong being a weird kid. I was a weird kid. You were a weird kid. I'm just saying – Don't walk moves, it back. Keep going. Who keep going. Moves, <laughs> moves with the beat of his own drum. And if he's got to do two years, he may not do two years at Memphis. You can transfer without sitting out. He may decide – I want to go play Michigan State. He may want to go to the G League. He may want to do two years at Memphis. He may want to go somewhere else. I always thought, and I don't know that it was a good mix with Izzo, but I always thought it was a better mix a year from now when he was a 2022 recruit. If the guys coming in this year were able to establish roles, if that culture was able to be built with those guys, that group, and then you add a piece like Amani Bates where there's some guys who are confident in who they are and, and, and their college basketball identity begins to be defined. Gabe Brown has a chance to have a year like – it's not that you wouldn't take Imani Bates this year and figure that out, but they love the chemistry they have, and while the ceiling might be higher with him if you did get it perfectly, I think there's also a risk that it wouldn't uh, be a great year overall for the for the overall team. Could be, you know, he could come in and it could fit perfectly, but you can see when you sort of look at the roster why uh, a year from now it would make more sense than now. Gavin with this one. Uh, why does it seem like MSU is heating up in the talks about doing well this year? Because you got people like me talking bullshit saying they're going to be okay, right? I mean, that's that's it. No, I think it's it's because we've had a lot of time to talk about them. You start to learn the names of the players, even if you really don't know how good they are. And you start to think, and, 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 and you start to talk yourself into different possibilities. And the other thing is you're starting to see, you know, I mean, the, the expectations are low, and you're starting to see how, you're starting to go, how could they really be that bad? I mean, even when they were awful under D'Antonio a couple of years, and not truly awful, but even when they were really struggling, they were a 500 team. And now some people are sitting there saying they're like one of the 10 worst teams in college basketball or college football. I mean, that's that's bullshit. There's no way that team is one of the 10 worst teams in college football. Mark that timestamp that uh, in case I'm wrong, please. All right. Uh, next one from Gavin. How do I get a girlfriend? Before I answer this, Gavin, before we answer this, First thing you should do, Gavin, is go see Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. At 15? At 15. Start if you young. Can start putting the money away. Because I'm telling you right now, when you get to 28, 13 years from now, if you are financially more stable, like if you are 28 and single and you own a house and you have some money put away and you have a nice car and you have career ambitions, you will be living the life. Because about that age is when women stop caring about guitar guy. You don't need to play an instrument anymore. Guitar guy is still making twelve grand a year. They don't care about guitar guy. They care about financially stable guys. So go see Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. They may not, you may not quite have enough money to make it worth your while now. But anybody else who's thinking about that, 
and they will walk you through investing for retirement, uh, how to use what money you have, how to save for your kids' college education, how to make sure you have money to put away, how to um, use your, you know, a 401k from a prior employer, anything you want. These guys are Spartans. Um, they're about you. They're about making your money work for you and what's best for your situation. And um, you can go. Uh, you can visit them at, at uh, on the east side of the state, or go to northcoastwm.com. Give them a call two four eight six two six two thousand. They'll talk to you online on Zoom if you want. The, the distance is no issue. Uh, you can also email them info at northcoastwm.com. Let them know Couch in the Roof sent you. Chris, so 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 let's answer the question. Uh, How do you get a girlfriend? Tinder. If you're 15. Yeah, right? Did they do Tinder at 15? So you remember in high school, I mean, we were not exactly the... I have no advice, seriously. Yeah, right. That's how I, I got girlfriends when I was older. Alex Heward is in here. He looks like a guy who had girlfriends at 15. Put Alex on the mic here. We, let's get Alex in here. Alex, walk in here, please. We got to get Alex Heward on the mic. Here, we got to find out. Uh, why don't you... Why don't you come right over there? There's a red, red mic over here. Let's... Um, Okay. Impromptu couch. Yeah. And so here's a guy who had girlfriends when he was 15. How did you get your girlfriends? See, see this is a misconception, though. I think you're forgetting. Uh, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. At 15, I was about mm, 5'1", maybe 120 pounds. So I wasn't exactly the, the cream of the crop at that age. That'd when did, when did you bloom? Ask. When did I bloom? Uh, probably freshman, sophomore year of college. Uh, I mean, I started. I, I had a big growth spurt like my junior year, but I didn't really start. You know, so when girls started taking looking, yeah, they started at looking you. differently at about maybe my freshman sophomore year. Of okay, college. and what was the secret then for you? Uh, I got to six two, uh, about one ninety. There you go, Gavin. Yeah, I mean, get to get to yeah, six so, two so, one ninety. So grow, grow about yeah. six inch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I just try to be yourself. That's you know, it. Have a good smile. Be yourself and don't be fat. Don't like, be I'm, creepy. Don't be yeah, creepy. Don't be creepy. And, That's and, the key. Don't be creepy. I mean, I'll give you. I mean, I, look, women are as shallow as men, and I'm going to put this bluntly to you, um, my friend. Mm-hmm. The I I remember uh, in in my first year at Columbia College, I went in. I was in decent shape. I was you know 19 years old, whatever. Transferred from LCC, but the next I drove a truck that summer, and I got really fit. I got down to like 180. I was you could see my jawline, which nobody would ever seen before, <laughs> like things like that. And, and girls who didn't pay any attention to me the first year all of a sudden did. Okay? And I was the same freaking dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the so, fitness aspect is definitely a big part. It's not just the way you look. It's the way you feel. I mean, it, yeah. it definitely increases your confidence. You're going to walk with better posture, things like that. So, yeah. And In if, the weight room, you don't need to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, just you know, getting to a point where you feel good about yourself, you feel good in your own skin. Feel good taking a shirt off, something like that. And if you can learn to play the piano or guitar and do it in a college residence hall in three years, it'll be it'll be great for that you. Does not hurt, Jason. Anything else? Nope. All right. Thanks, uh, sir. Thanks. No problem. Chris Fletcher up next. Set the line on number of games Bates plays at Memphis at seven. Are you taking the over or under? Um, I'm going over. Seven's not many. I'm going to give him a full season. Why would he? Not play more than seven though. If he plays like injuries, or are we well talking? that he doesn't like it. You, you know, he's a finicky kid. I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I would, I would guess he, he sticks out the full, the full season there. Um, I think he, you know, I think he needs to, to. I don't think he needs to, but he's got a little bit of a rep now as a guy who's, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I, what Chris is asking here sort of speaks to how people think about Imani Bates in certain circles. 
Um, it would be good for him, I think, to have a full year where things went well and he was just a good teammate. And and I'm not saying he isn't that. He might be the greatest kid in the world. I'm just saying that would be good for his perception. Nick Palmer up next. What is the real assessment on Bates? Is he a generational talent? I don't know. Is uh, you know Jabari Parker was supposed to be the next LeBron James and he wasn't. And now the injuries didn't help. I don't. But he's the fifth ranked player overall in the country, right? Third, I think, some places. Third. I feel if you're a generational talent, you're number one, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, no questions asked. He's not Chris Webber, which he looked like at one point in terms of where he was ranking. and with the set. He looked like a generational talent. Um, he's got time to prove that differently. I think he's been passed by a couple guys. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't wouldn't describe him as a generational talent. I'd describe him as one of the top double guy, guys in the class who's projected as a future NBA player. Jeff Dillon up next is Amani Bates at point guard ex- uh, at point guard experience going to be better or worse than Rocket at point guard? Also, if this was always the long term desired demand, is that what soured the Akins and MSU relationships? You know, I I don't know everything that went into that. I know though, I, I do think that had something to do with with it. I do think that, or it should at least been a tell uh, when those two didn't get along great. Um, the Rocket point guard experience, like, you know, just talking to Izzo recently, he still blames himself. I'm like, and I think he'll start talking publicly about this now that Rocket's not there. He, he's, he says he screwed that up. He says he, that he screwed Rocket Watts up and that, I mean, he, he really thinks Rocket can still be a good player. And some of it was circumstance because of the COVID year, but he needed him. He didn't have another point guard. He needed him to be the point guard. And they didn't cultivate him as a point guard well enough. They didn't have the opportunity because of COVID. And then they forced it and he lost confidence. It did not work. But Izzo will basically tell you, he will say to your face, I fucked that up. Um, and uh, I don't, if Amani Bates is going to play point guard, I don't know if he's, you know, I, I think, does he have a more natural feel for it? I think that's the key. I, I, and I don't know the answer. All right, Jeff, with this one, is the alliance, if the alliance thing takes away 14 Mac and Big Ten games per year, what does that do to those athletic departments? Just bad news or very bad news? Well, it, it shouldn't. I mean, here's the thing, um, and coaches and, and ADs better know this, and presidents better find out. You cannot play 12 high major games a year. So what's more likely to go is one of the Big Ten games. I mean, you're gonna, you have to play a mid-major game a year. So those Mac games ought to be there. Are there a fewer of them to some degree maybe i don't know i you want better games but you know you really want two games a year that aren't at the physical level maybe uh, up front that you're going to deal with uh it, it just affects your season it affects your health it affects your i mean you can't have that 12 weeks a year and so they need to figure that out as well Bo McJunkins up next. Will Imani Bates regret go- going to Memphis? Nothing gets the adrenaline exposure going like 6 p.m. tips on ESPNU against Tulsa. Yeah, ESPN will adapt its schedule to, yeah, to so. Memphis. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> sure they'll be in prime time. Is that it? That's what I got. Okay, Bo McJunkins with this one. Why is Izzo always the bridesmaid and never the bride in these high-profile recruiting races? Is it negative recruiting? Bagmen? He wins battles like Christie and Gary Harris. Just feels like he always gets burned by a superstar types at the last moment. Well, Christie's pretty up there, and Harris is. I mean, everything's relative. Ask Indiana about losing to Izzo and Gary Harris. Ask Purdue about Brandon Dawson. Ask Duke about Max Christie. He went into Chicago area and got Max Christie, a top twenty player. You know, I mean, I don't think he always is. I sure with the elite top couple, you know, but 
And Jaron Jackson, I guess, wasn't quite that high. Delvin Delvon Rowe, it's been a while. He's had a few. But, yeah, I mean, these are hard guys to get. Um, there's a lot of competition for them. But, you know, I first of all, Izzo is Izzo. He is a um, – Izzo is Izzo. Is that good analysis? It is, it's solid. Yeah. He is Izzo. I he mean, is. technically you're correct. What I mean is he is not for everybody, and he he is, you know – some guys want to go play for a player's type coach. And I'm not saying he's not a player's coach, but he's going to get in you a little bit. And I think that probably um, eliminates him from certain He's certain like kids. this podcast. It's not for everybody. Not for most people. Right. Yeah, we're lucky we found a few of you. Yeah, appreciate you. Bo, with this one, what is Mel Tucker's ceiling at MSU? As crazy as it would be to win a national title if he keeps building recruiting momentum and stays modern in his approach, it feels like the sky is the limit. Speaking of skies, before we get to this answer, because I think it's a good question, and sky mint, yeah, yeah, you like good. how I transitioned there? Loved it's, it. It's it's my it's yeah. I'm getting better at this whole this whole thing. Uh, sky mint has some some school, cool stuff coming up here, and we're going to talk more about this. Uh, but is they've got a tailgating season giveaway? All right, since college football is right around the corner. Uh, they're giving away a full tailgating set for the perfect game day experience. How do you enter? You go to Instagram, okay? You follow SkyMint. You like the post. You'll see the tailgating post. It's the back of a truck. It's a tailgate. Tag a friend below and text them at 313-681-5561 for a bonus entry. Um, that All the instructions are right there on the Instagram post. It's a cool thing. They've done this before. Um, and uh, anytime you go to a SkyMint, Use the Couch and the Rube promo, Couch and Rube 20, for 20% off. That's the three Lansing locations, Lansing area locations. That's anywhere in Michigan. Go to SkyMint.com for their latest um, latest specials and location information. And you, you can sign up right there, and they will email you daily, like what their special is. You get it right in your email box. You can also, you know, again, follow them on Instagram. Cool stuff. Cool offer here. Tailgating season giveaway. And we're going to talk more about this throughout uh, the next week and the football season. Jay from North Coast Wealth Management writes in, if you uh, could... We haven't answered the question, sorry. Uh, Bo McJunkins question, apologies. Yeah, what is Mel Tucker's ceiling? We, we don't know yet, uh, obviously. Um, I think, I mean, when you look at Mel right now, Jason, do you think of him as a guy who has an untapped ceiling that could be the next Saban? Next Nick Saban, do you think of him as somebody who, like, how do you view him? I view him as a guy that's taken over the position and gone, you know, with the social media aspect. And I think the players, he's a younger guy. He's not, he seems like a guy that's not really set in his ways. I think there is a high ceiling for it, but uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. on. I think he's done a great job since he's been here because the social media aspect is so big with these recruits. So I'll say underrated. Yeah, I think he's a high ceiling coach. Like we don't know if he'll ever reach it. We have no idea, you know, what he'll eventually be and what he'll do in terms of building the program. But there's nothing he's done yet that makes you go, "Mm, there is a ceiling that's lower. Ah, that's not that's not great. And sometimes you can see that in a coach pretty soon. You go, well, that's a guy who's going to win seven, eight games tops, and maybe he'll be okay there. But there's nothing that Mel Tucker's done yet that makes you go his ceilings lower. All right, Jay from North Coast Wealth Management. Uh, if you could invest in players' contracts like you do in company stocks, what Detroit player, any team, is the most sure to grow in value and provide you the most return on your investment? 
So if you had to pick any Detroit pro athlete to invest in, who would it be? Jay, it's interesting that you asked this question because it's Riley Green because I own 132 of his rookie cards. Do you really? Oh, yeah, it's up there. How, like how much are they worth right now? Nothing, Robbie. No, 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 because he's a prospect. So people are looking at what he's doing in uh, you know, double-A and now triple-A. So his cards are, are valuable, but I'm, you have to get in on the ground floor of these things. So I'm investing in Riley Green heavily. Torkelson is a guy that's already expensive because he was the number one overall pick. Would you go Riley Green over Cade Cunningham? Yeah, in terms of investing, as a I player. Would. Yeah, I just, I just. You I, think he's gonna be great? As far as you know, uh, basketball cards. No, and just in terms of uh, an athlete, an athlete you think is gonna be great for Detroit? Yeah, because I'm biased. So yes, I yeah. would say Riley Green. Yeah, no, I think that's a good. Yeah, I mean, I. I Riley Green looks like the real deal, right? I mean, that uh, and people I respect that that are baseball like I, writer no guys are saying that too yes. as well. Yes. It's not just you know I'm I'm rooting for him because I have his cards, but yeah. If you'd like to know what to do with your money besides buy Riley Green baseball cards, which is not a bad thing, I don't think to do with your money. But if you'd like a little more savvy advice uh, from somebody besides the Rube on what to do with your investments and how to make your money work for you, call Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. Um, it is 248-626-2000. You can also email them at info at northcoastwm.com. Tell them Couch in the Roof sent you, and they'll give you a free consultation. See if it's a fit and see what they can do for you. Spartan 18770 up next. Have been seeing Coach D'Antonio around the university more lately. Will he play a major role of some sort at the school? Maybe even a voice in the search for a new AD? Well, that AD search is moving, and I think he has – that's part of the reason he's been around. From what I've understood, he is uh, – I mean, he is – I think he'd like Alan Haller to get the job, but I think he's wanted to have a voice. I think you know he's on the university payroll. He should be around here and there and, and, and working in some capacity. And, and that's a great – again, I I think he, he and Izzo, Izzo especially, and, and Mel Tucker, you should use their knowledge and being in these situations and working for different ADs and different presidents and – and yet, you can't let them make the hire. That's not their job. You've got to be, again, I've said this before, secure enough in who you are to reach out to these guys and use them as resources, and then strong enough and savvy enough to make the decision based on what you really think. Next one from Spartan. What does Izzo and the team need to do next season to contend for a regular season Big Ten championship? They could, it would help if the Big Ten was a little bit down, and I think it will be. Um, but I, I think they just need to find... Role definition and chemistry, you know, early. And last year it was just wasn't great. And it wasn't that – I mean, it helps to have a point guard and it helps to have a post and, they, you know, they need that stuff to happen. But they need the freshmen to find themselves by Big Ten season. They need one of those guys to be, you know, probably a Max Christie, a little more ready um, than sometimes freshmen are. Somebody can really – and then they probably need somebody like Gabe Brown – to really have the year we've sort of waited for for Gabe Brown to have. And if, if those things happen, I mean, I think, you know, the team I always compare him to is that 2007-8 MSU team with Kalen Lucas as a freshman and Chris Allen and, and Darrell Summers, and that was a Sweet 16 team. And, and if they're, you know, but if you're talking about doing more than, you know, 12 wins in the Big Ten and having a shot at the Sweet 16, if you want to surprise people, um, you're going to need a couple of those other things to go well. Next from Spartan, uh, 18770, making the hotel reservations for Miami as I speak. One question, though, queen bed or king? Yeah, Wayne and I had talked about meeting up, and uh, I think you mentioned that we were going to share a room oh, man. the other day. You got to get a king. 
Definitely. Put the cocaine plate somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's not going to fit on a queen. Absolutely. Both of you guys. Absolutely. Spartan, next. Side take. Any fan that is mad about Bates' decision yesterday should get over it. He bailed on us four months ago. Move on. No, he did. I don't think anybody thought he was coming to Michigan State uh, for a while, and it was weird that he kind of kept listing them, uh, and obviously when he reclassified. But they weren't planning on him coming. Um, and I think that's part of the reason. There's not Nobody feels... I don't think anybody feels who was really hopeful at one point that he was coming slighted or stunned. Um, there's just a little little snark because you know he he went another way and he he kind of publicly strung along Michigan State, even if people closer to Michigan State and more, I mean I'm talking about fans included kind of knew he wasn't coming. All right, David Jackson. I'm next. If Ohio State is going to lose a league game this year, who is most likely to do it? Hmm. Jeez. Uh, well, we know it's not Michigan. I think somebody else asked this question too. So, um, let me give me get Ohio State schedule. Hold on. Alex, come on in. Give us the uh, schedule. Usually, I try not to duplicate questions. Thanks somebody else only patience. had a couple asked one, so I apologize for that. Um, all right. So, the league games. Is, I don't think it's going to be Minnesota in the opener. In fact, I'm more and more liking that line for Ohio State. Um. The the weird game, the game that I think could get interesting, like for Ohio State, there's always that game that they don't see, seem prepared for. They're at Rutgers October 2nd. And it's not a trap game because they play Akron the week before and Maryland the following week at home. But Rutgers has like 19 of 22 starters back. Shiano's got it going there a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I, You can just see that being the game. It winds up being a night game that, Ohio State shows up a little flat, and Rutgers is is, is a decent team this year. Because um, Penn State, they'll be fired up for. That's at home. At Indiana, they'll be ready for. They'll be fired up. I don't think Nebraska's got the goods to do it. They're home against Purdue. So to me, and and, and Michigan State, you know, I just, I don't think, you know, that's at, it's in the horseshoe. It is the week before Michigan. I, will Michigan State be healthy enough and have enough playmakers at that point to put a scare in to Ohio State if they were having a letdown game? I don't know. So for me, it's going to be Rutgers October 2nd. David Jackson, with this one, I understand the extra year seniors don't count against the 85 scholarship limit this year. So how many scholarships are actually available this year? Uh, well, it's, it's not a, a set number, right? It's and, and I'd have to look at the math on this because it's um, – yeah, it's a great, it's a it's a fair question because eventually it does fit into the eighty five. As guys go through and get their extra years, you can't go over. But this year's extra year seniors don't, so it's however many you have. In other words, it only applies to them. You can go over if if that um, makes any sense. David Jackson with this one two parter, always a favorite. A, what position group is the weakest on the team? B, what has to happen for this group to instead becomes a strength this season? I might say defensive end. I don't know if they're going to be good there and getting after the passer. Um, and somebody we just aren't, you know, Michael Fletcher or somebody like that's got to emerge. Somebody's got to have a, you know, I mean, when Kenny Willickis, your 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 attic brother, yeah, when he emerged, nobody saw that coming. You know, he just, I did. Well, you did, obviously. <laughs> you were in the attic with him. That was. But uh, so that that's what's got to happen. Uh, Dark Mantonio up next. Is Rico Beard actually Craig Robinson? Rico wishes he was Craig Robinson. Let's get that. Let's get that. Like Craig this. Robinson? Craig, like on Twitter, Craig Robinson? Yeah. Right? Why would he be Rico Beard? 
Because he's just using. I've his, met him in person. Yeah, you, you, Craig is not Rico. No, not 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 even. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not the. Why would uh, he be Rico? Right. But before we consider with these uh, Groovy Donut Twitter questions, Groovy Donut has been doing these design contest winner series, and they've got another one. The Dante and Mina Chini uh, is who wrote, who did this um, donut. It is a light, fluffy yeast donut filled with white Russian cream and topped with vanilla icing and a big Lebowski design. All right, and uh, this tasty treat will be available by pre-order only. Um, for your convenience, you can place the order at their online store at GroovyDonuts.com or by calling or visiting the East Lansing or Williamson locations during business hours, which is Thursday through Sunday, 7 a.m. Uh, to 1 p.m. And for those of you who may be confused, this donut is based on the cult classic Coen's brother film, The Big Lebowski, which stars Jeff Bridges, Jeff Goodman, and Steve Buscemi. Um, you can also just go to Groovy Donuts to make a a uh, dozen donuts part of your weekend every weekend or part of your tailgate. I'm telling you, a, a, a tailgate with groovy donuts is a better tailgate than a tailgate without groovy donuts. That is like one of the great truisms in this world. It's like Tom Izzo being Tom Izzo. Yes. Dark Mantonio with this one. I'm not a big gambler much at all, but I bet $5 on Luca Garza to win Rookie of the Year, and the payout is $700. I know the shot of it happen- happening is very long, but the investment was minimal. So is that considered a smart bet? I think Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management would think so. Um, I, I do think there's value in this because again, you're you're, it's it's such a small buy-in for seven hundred. The odds a lot of injuries could happen, right? Because what would it take for Luke? I mean, first of all, he'd have to be better than people think. But he had a good summer. There, all the guys that were drafted in the first round would have to get crash. Wow, that's that's kind of dark. But that's what would have to happen. No, no. I what would first have to happen is he'd have to have an opportunity with the Pistons. So you'd have to have an injury like to Isaiah Stewart. Or somebody, you'd have to have Pistons injury, so he got floor time. And then he would just, you would have to be a rookie class that didn't really pan out. The The hard thing is it's actually, I mean, you got to think that Jalen Green is going to put up numbers. Like, there are going to be guys in this rookie class that put up numbers. It's the wrong year to probably do it. But again, five bucks for 700? Why not? Set it on fire. Dark Mantonio with this one. What's a, uh, who's a better basketball coach, Larry Brown or John Beeline? Both are regarded as great teachers teachers of the game. I, I have no idea who's better. I mean, both Damn. both are considered great coaches. I think I'd go Larry Brown, but well, he's more revered because he won in two thousand four. Yeah, and he, and he won a national title in, in college with Kansas. So, you know, he took a couple different teams to the finals. I, yeah, Larry Brown would probably be more revered. But John Beeline is a guy who's coached at every level, and I respect that. And he's won everywhere. I mean. Wouldn't Larry Brown be more hated though, because he just would take a job and be there for like two years, bounce? So the way I would, uh, you know, I don't know how many people in their lives have been coached by both men, and uh, that would those would be the only people who can answer that. Google it, Dark Mantonio. With this one, uh, did you guys, as kids or as you grew into adults, have any long-lasting, endearing, or demeaning nicknames? Come on, Grammy, let us know. Ah, uh, the Rube, long-lasting or demeaning? Yeah, the Rube is probably. <laughs> You chose that though. I did. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I've just I've never had a nickname. Yeah, I mean, growing I mean, up. Yeah, I mean I was cracker things like that, but honky. Yeah, uh, white chocolate. Uh, a few things like go get that football honky. Jordan Mack up next. What's there to like about Ted Lasso? One predictable. Two corny. Three stupid premise. I hope Jason watches it just so he can goof on you for fifteen minutes straight. It is the antithesis of Eastbound and Down, and I guarantee you he wouldn't make it through three episodes. Bullshit, Jordan. 
It it is first of all it, it I don't want to say it's entirely predictable, but it is. There's a little bit of corniness. There's it's just a it's not a stupid premise, and it's it's I love this show. I was told by a couple different people that it's complete ass, and there's no way I would watch it. Well, I would make it through one episode. I'm saying, and I'm talking about there's not just you know flame throwing people. They were giving me honest advice, like listen, yeah. this show you are you are not going to like it. I love it. And you and Nicole Arbach yesterday waxing poetic about how the characters get along and how woke it is. I just I don't know. I like Sudeikis. He was great in Eastbound and Down, but I, to me, I definitely I want to give it a try now you have to, give to it a see try. how bad it and, is. And it's not that long, so I think you, I mean you could binge through a, a, a season pretty quick. But if I don't like the first episode, do I keep going? You got promise me you'll give it four episodes. It's only two hours. So they're half hour episodes, or maybe they're longer than that. But Girls Five Eva was such ass. I couldn't make it. I, I can't. It's better than Girls Five Eva. I can't promise four episodes. I'll promise you two. Okay. Nate Breen up next. How excited are you for the Backpack Alliance? B A C C and Pack. Uh, so it's the Back Big Ten A C C and Pack Twelve. He's calling it the Backpack Alliance. I like it. It's an easy nickname. Oh. You All see right. what he's going with here? I see it. Yeah. I just didn't know how to say that in parentheses. B-A-A-C, pack. <laughs> Nate with this one. No, no, hold on. He, he asked how oh, we got to go in depth on this? All yeah, right. we're going deep. Okay, let's deep. go deep. Let's go deep. Ten minutes here. All right. No, I, I am. Uh, I think I think it makes sense if you're trying not to get bullied by the SEC. I think that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a make sure the SEC's TV money doesn't bully your TV money contract and we'll do some other things academically and scheduling to make it look like a real alliance and this is nate asking uh, who's likely to knock off ohio state and he said hang on let me get some hoff so i can check their schedule do we have some hoff available i mean i can let's just do five seconds Dominoes falling. Oh, man that's so good for the soul Oh, man, Jason, do you think um, that uh, uh, Bill Beekman? Yeah, definitely Rutgers, Nate. Nate. Rutgers is the pick, October 2nd. Jeff Peterson up next. Is Jason the new Graham, as in his predictions, Jinx? The team he favors, i.e. the Angels, getting beat by Baltimore. Motherfuckers. Any chance either of you pick Michigan to beat MSU this year? Can either of you be bribed? Well, yeah, we can both be bribed. Let's answer, the, let's, bribed. Yeah, let's answer the, first, or the last question first. Always for sale. Um, so, yeah. Uh, pick Michigan to beat MSU. In fact, just to tease you a little bit, I that might be where my pick is for the uh, season predictions. And by the way, if the Orioles, you know, were up three nothing at one point, but coming back and scoring five runs, I mean, fuck the Angels. I don't, I don't take that as an L for me. They should have won that game. But you also lost two. another one a year. I, I totally, yeah. The parlay was dick. Whatever, it's fine. Jeff Peterson with this one. How much impact will the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac Ten? agreement have uh, have on the MSU AD search what skill set will be critical moving forward with the prospective candidates well, my big thing is you've got to find a person who's can kind of anticipate issues and see opportunities that you don't even know are there now and you kind of know that kind of person uh when you talk to them somebody who's you want somebody who can deal with nuts and bolts but you got to have somebody who's got a little bit of vision right i mean you, things change quickly and nobody saw the Oklahoma, Texas, to the SEC thing coming. And if you're a school like MSU, and I don't think I think what's good about this uh, alliance is it's basically three leagues saying, you know, we're not trashing our leagues, or we're not letting our leagues get picked apart. We're not letting the SEC dictate some super conference and 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 um, 
college sports or anything like that. But if you're at a school like MSU, you don't want to ever get left behind, and you've got to see that stuff coming. You've got to make sure your department's positioned and out front. And uh, and then you've also, I mean, you've you've got to understand, um, you've got to understand your school, your past issues. You've, I think that's why if it's an outsider, it's got to be somebody who's one of their answers has to be. I, I need to spend a year learning the department as much as having an agenda coming in. Next from Jeff, etiquette question. Excuse me. Uh, which is correct in the drive-through line at McDonald's when approaching a split line? Does the driver go immediately to the shorter line or wait in one long line until you get to the split? I did the former and got flipped off. Hmm. What do you think here? I, you know what? I've done both, but I just go to whatever line shorter and just and and hope that I get through it. But man, giving you the finger in a line. That's tough because you're stuck in line. Somebody's, someone's crazy if they're doing that, yeah. dude. I wouldn't mess with that person. Yeah, that's the other thing. If they flip you off, just keep looking straight ahead. <laughs> Order your food, lock your doors, get out of there. Um, I, you know, and I would say that you're probably technically supposed to stay in the long line until the split, but I, I understand. No, there's that. two. Li- there's two lines. Okay, and you should just go to the one that you show up, and there's a spot for you. Okay. okay. Spartan Johnny up next. Who do I want to face more than Memphis in the NCAA tournament next spring? Because I want that sauce real bad. It would be kind of, I mean, just storyline-wise, I would not be surprised if Michigan State played Memphis because that's what the NCAA tournament selection committee does. And if that matchup happens, don't ever let them tell you again that they don't do that. Like Loyola and Illinois. That that wasn't just an accident. That wasn't a seeding accident this year. <laughs> but what's wrong with doing that? Nothing. You could admit that. Nothing, but admit it. Stop yeah. admit, Stop acting like it's not what happened. Oh, the seeds just lined up. It happened that we had 14, 6, 46 interesting matchups rivalry-wise that happened to happen. Nah, bullshit. That was a really bad impression of somebody. I don't know what that was. Supposed to be white white old man on committee? Is that my impression? I thought it was Yoda. Spartan Johnny up next. What's funnier than talking to your four and a half year old daughter about the upcoming MSU football schedule and very naturally saying football is back (laughs) and laughing your ass off, realizing you just rubed it. Oh, man, you started something. I love it. You're welcome. Shirts coming out soon. Spartan Johnny with this one. What is Maddie Sissoko more likely MSU career comparable? Uh, Xavier Tillman or Aloysius Anagagne. Have a great weekend, guys. Definitely Aloysius Anagagne because... First of all, you see those traits already. Never was Tillman the I can't control my limbs, follow you on the nose guy, right? That's already who Sissoko is. It's a little more who Aloysius Anagani was, and he's just a little more. I mean, very few people turn into Xavier Tillman, and he's got a great IQ for the game too, which Sissoko is much more raw. So Anagani is um, a much more apt potential comparison. Well, Spartan Johnny has one more, but you have a great weekend, Spartan Johnny. Uh, how does Jason best recommend I dust off my collection of sports cards to determine if I have any cards of value? I collected cards in the late 80s and early 90s, and until recently felt like they all belonged in the dumpster. Uh, I mean, you can look them up on eBay. You can kind of, uh, if you skewer, scour, you skewer, scour around scour. the internet, scour the internet, or if you want to send me, you know. DM me and I can uh, check out some cards for you. But yeah, you just if you go on eBay and you type in the you write you know uh, information, they'll show you what cards are worthless. But I mean, a lot of the '80s and '90s stuff was just printed. But some of that stuff could be still worth something though, especially if you have basketball. Uh, Andrew Gauthier up next. Donut question: Pumpkin spice or apple cider? Why are we choosing? Why, why is this? A, why is this an or? I stack them on top of each other. <laughs> wow. 
No, I just have both. <laughs> I had some amazing groovy donuts last week, compliments sure of did. Andrew and Monica, and it was uh, is that right? It was um yeah, it was out, out, it's nice of them. It's very 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 kind. Andrew up next with this one. Is anyone in the MSU Hoops fan base surprised at all by the Imani Bates to Memphis news? Seemed like a foregone conclusion once he started posting about them. Plus, the falling out with Aikens has to factor in here. Yeah, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody in the world who's in the MSU sphere at all is surprised. And that, you know, the weird thing about this was that's the issue with Imani Bates sort of continuing to list MSU is you see the stories now. Well, he picked Memphis over MSU. didn't really decommitted from MSU four months ago. He just he enrolled at, M- at Memphis a week ago, and yet you're you're still writing that. Like I, I don't really, I mean, he did technically pick, pick Memphis over MSU, but he, he he decommitted from MSU first. I mean that that's really the story. He was at MSU or going to go to MSU uh, at one point. Is the silver lining that Michigan State was involved in this whole process and it kind of just gave them the limelight for a little bit, or is it? Not, well, I think there was some value in that he was their commit for a little bit I think you know if, if they had just always been in the mix in the top five so to speak and he went somewhere else it would you know it, the fact that he committed there I think there's a little sting too that because there's a, there's always that, that that what if all right Andrew with this one should everyone who participated in the crate challenge lose their right to vote and drive a vehicle I don't want those people on the highways have you seen this crate challenge I don't want those people having kids yeah I have I don't know if they can have kids after they fall on this half the time. Have you you going to try it? No. Should we do a couch in the room? It's one of the crate? dumber things I've seen. Well, I just want to know. I know this has been brought up and it's probably hack, but where do they find all these crates? Oh, you find them behind uh, behind buildings, behind like uh, Target, behind really Kroger. There's always crates. Mm. Not that I would. How did you know that? Uh, when I was a like teenager, early college age kid, I had a buddy, and I used to use them too. But he would use crates a lot for like uh, you know uses it. Cheap TV stand, wherever you you know you could use it to stack anything. You could you know build stuff. So twenty one years ago, there was crates in the back and a TV stand. Holy shit! But, you know CDs. You put whatever you want on them. You know it, lots of things you can. Lots, Laser discs. Lots of things you can do. With. Andrew Gauthier with this one. Now that the Tigers are starting to look decent, does anybody wonder if they're about to pull the just good enough to never really improve, but bad enough to always piss you off move that the Lions have made their own? I hope they're not going there. I fucking hope not. They, to me, if, if I mean, there's no salary cap, right? So it's a different deal. They need to go get a shortstop. They do that. They need another bat. Miguel Cabrera came out and basically said he's going to play two more years, which is obvious because it's the length of his contract. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's. If he, it would have been news if he was saying two more years and he had three years left on his contract. That would have been news. But if you're going to have him anyway, it would be cool. I think if you could get it done. In the career of Cabrera, to have Cabrera, even if he's not the star of a team anymore, to be part of that championship team. And he was real honest. He, he talked about his knee being you know, bad. He's got to get that right again this summer. And I think that's going to be a challenge for him the next two years. They'll DH more and more. I'd love to see Verlander as a signing to fortify that staff as they have a veteran there. And, and can you imagine if in the next two years, because I do think they should be able to contend for a playoff spot if they make the right moves this offseason. If in the next two years the Cabrera and Verlander on the team Riley Green, Torkelson, all these young guys, they won a World Series. How sweet that would feel. But if Miggy can't hit and it's embarrassing out there, just pay him to go away. Yeah, or, or right? just pay him to be, say, you know, he's going to be paid anyway. You could have, if he's around the team and, and not, 
I just you don't know, want Miggy to go out there and just, it's embarrass just absolutely embarrass. He, and he's been good enough this year. He's been pretty good. Yeah. And so, like, if, if he can give two more years of this, which I don't know that he can, because obviously you saw with, like, Victor Martinez, who was, like, a year older than what Miggy is now when he played his last year. I mean, he fell off a cliff. He went from being pretty good, serviceable, to boom. Like, the last year it was like, let's see if I can ground out in a double play one more time. And they shouldn't have been playing him. Uh, you know, they owed him $19 million. He wasn't going to quit. You don't want it to to fall uh, that far. By the way, before we answer Andrew's next question, Andrew, if you're honestly answering, asking pumpkin spice or apple cider in terms of you're making a choice at Groovy Donuts, uh, anybody feel free to write in because I, I, what would you rather have, a p- apple cider or pumpkin spice if they have to make that choice over what kind of batter and what they're going to do? I like pumpkin spice. Yeah, I'm a pumpkin spice guy too. Yeah. I, although the apple, I, yeah. yeah like I wouldn't say no to either. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that the commercial? No, that that would no. Well, you know, actually, you know, you can obviously. This is what we should do. When you go to Groovy Donuts, just tell them your preference. Say, hey, I'm voting pumpkin spice or I'm voting apple apple cider. And there are two locations: one on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing, the other in Williamson. Seven to one p.m. on uh, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, you can, or you can go to GroovyDonuts.com and place your order for the weekend. And uh, maybe they have both donuts right now. Andrew, with this one, can we expect any Ryder Cup coverage this September? I think a uh, Rube Ryder Cup corner would be informative and hilarious. All right, I'm in. I'm going to watch the Ryder Cup. Yeah, the Ryder Cup. I always love the Ryder Cup. Yeah, Ryder Cup, sweet. We'll do it. Uh, We need Doug to to voice it, though. Andrew Gauthier with this one. Did you see the article listing MSU among the 10 worst football teams in Division I? I know we won't have a great team, but damn, that seems like a wild take. Is this an international play? Uh, is this an in- intentional play in the MSU disrespect card, or some kind of troll? Or does this journalist have their head up their ass? Well, so a couple things. One, it was also a subscriber piece for USA Today. Which how stupid is that? Like I can read it because I'm part of the USA Today family, so to speak. Ooh. But what? Why would anybody subscribe if it's like Michigan State's going to suck? Okay, MSU Michigan fans, fans subscribe. Well, I guess maybe, but it, it, it's an ass. It's an ass opinion because. There is no way if you're doing any sort of research, and those lists usually aren't research-driven, you would look at this roster and go 10 worst teams in Division One. Like, I mean, I, I covered the Mid-American Conference. I've seen a league that sometimes had the five worst teams in Division One in it. There, there's just no way. I mean, it's, it's such an ass opinion. And the guy who wrote it is usually, you know, decent. And I, I just, Hondo? I, it was not Hondo. But oh, uh, it, it just makes no no freaking sense. Side Maven. Can we take a break? I got to pee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how another way to tell We'll you. be right back. Couch in the Roof, presented by Skyman, <laughs> Premium Cannabis, and North Coast Wealth Management. Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi, sip on handcrafted cocktails, or one of 46 beers on tap? Take your game day or date night to Cask and Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30, 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Casking Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. 
Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan and use the promo code COUCHANDRUBE20 for 20% off your first visit. Sky Mint Cannabis, you'll love this place. Come enjoy irresistible, award-winning, handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at Groovy Donuts. Surprise your family or coworkers with special holiday designs and flavors, or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order. Birthdays, weddings, gender reveals, our friends at Groovy Donuts are your answer. Experience the Groovy Donuts difference for yourself on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Get more information or place an order at GroovyDonuts.com. If you're looking for a relaxed vibe, great food, and an outstanding beer selection, Midtown Brewing Company in downtown Lansing is your place. Enjoy their famed chicken and waffle fries, fish and chips, or any of their delicious burgers or salads. Midtown Brewing Company also offers 40-plus beers on tap, including ciders and seasonal offerings and daily happy hour specials. The spacious and cozy vibe makes Midtown Brewing Company a perfect place for a beer with a friend, a work lunch, or to watch the games on its big screen TVs. If you'd rather eat at home, Midtown Brewing Company offers a terrific carryout menu and free delivery on orders of $20 or more. Visit MidtownBrewingCompany.net or stop by 402 South Washington in downtown Lansing for the Midtown Brewing Company experience. Find Couch in the Room podcasts on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the Rube's favorite, Podcast Addict. Couch in the Room presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis and our Thursday show. This week, a rare Thursday show brought to you by Mark and Jay from North Coast Wealth Management. Give them a call, 248-626-2000, or email them info at northcoastwm.com. Let them know Couch in the Rube sent you for a free consultation, and um, they'll walk you through how to make your money work for you and what they can do for you. They are about you. That is, uh, it's not some, you know, they're not looking to uh, make, there's no gimmicks that they're looking to do here. It is about you and what your situation. So call Mark and Jay at uh, Wealth Co- North Coast Wealth Management and uh, a couple Spartans from the class of 95, especially if you're from that era, you may have come across them at a party or Rick's or some place uh, you should not have been on a random Friday night 30 years ago, 25 years ago. My buddy broke into the rib once because he, l- he left his keys there. Did he really? Yeah, and he was so shit-faced. Like, he, he woke up at 5 a.m., got a ride back to the riv, and then tried opening the doors and then broke the window. I think the statute of limitations is over now, right? Did he get his keys? Yeah. And they were just sitting there? Yeah, well, they were behind the bar. Like he, It was total like B&E. So. Wow. That is a story we're telling presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company. <laughs> and if you're looking for a place to start your weekend with brunch, either Saturday or Sunday, uh, just a fantastic brunch menu, including the chorizo burgers. Um and um, also mimosa flights. They have a gazillion beers on tap. My favorite, of course, being the American Stout. 
And uh, it, it's just a cool, comfortable vibe. I'm telling you right now, you go there once, it's a great place to chat with a friend, take a family. You, you, you'll enjoy, um, you're just going to enjoy this place. Trust me, if you haven't been before, go there, let them know we sent you. Don't let them know we sent you. Let us know how you feel about it or, or how it went for you. I think you're going to love their food and uh, their beer selection and the way you're treated. Next one from Andrew. Thoughts on the baby from Nirvana's Nevermind album suing the band for sexual exploitation. Perhaps he didn't get proper compensation, but that album cover never struck me as being the slightest bit sexual. Yeah, I just heard about this. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. That's Uh, because you're not a pedophile, Andrew. No one looked at that and was like, oh, hot. Yeah. Uh, The the guy actually, uh, he was paid $200. His mom was. And he has a Nevermind tattoo. He's just trying to get $150,000. I don't that's blame. What that's what he's suing for. Yeah. No, but I mean, he he doesn't mind being on the album. He's just this is a cash grab. Yeah, totally, totally. And I'm I'm not a Nirvana guy. Like in, in high school, I remember the or middle school even the Nirvana kids were they were the kids that like didn't shower. Their hair was greasy. You know, grunge. And, uh, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like the grunge era because it made I loved it. You like the grunge era? Oh, I love the grunge era. I mean, Pearl girls jam. Girls didn't wear nice clothes because the grunge the grunge era ruined a lot of stuff like living in the 90s and early 90s in the grunge era that not it's not an attractive it was not a good era for people but not enough showering the clothes are too loose a lot of things andrew with this one and I, am i an asshole for thinking people who run on the side of the road at 5 a.m with dark clothes minimal to no reflective gear and no lights have a death wish what the f are you doing besides giving me a damn heart attack when i finally notice the silhouette of an idiot on the road yeah, I mean, you should wear, if you're going to run at 5 a.m., put a reflector on or something. Put some neon socks on. Or maybe you want to get hit. Yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it is a death wish. Maybe you're trying to get some money, insurance. I think running at 5 a.m. is ass. I mean, what are you doing anyway? Well, I know a lot of, of people. Clothes. Yeah, it's a lot of people. If you're going to do long run, people do marathon training. That's a good time to do it. Good for you. Chris Eastlick up next. Did Graham make a deal with Mother Nature that uh, provided him winning the Premier League bets in exchange for all this hot and humid weather? And not begging for cloudy skies and fifties before October. Appreciate you, Graham. I don't know, but I'm yeah, I'm eight for nine on Premier League games going into this weekend, so I'm feeling feeling pretty good. And it's uh, on fire, yeah, it's 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 been outstanding. Next one from Eastlick. What's more consistent? The Solari press conference. Good to see you. Or severe weather alerts on Jason's TV. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking things, man. What I love is how much they drive you nuts. I swear to God, if I was still drinking Jaeger, I swear I would have kicked the TV in half. It's it's so especially when you have two bets going and the both games are on TV. Yeah, fuck. Oh my God, I hate those things. Uh, next one from Chris. Is there a bigger kick in the junk than being so desperate for some cough drops that you order them out of the vending machine only for them to get stuck like the George Costanza Twix bar? Also, pretty sure those cough drops were as old as that Seinfeld episode <laughs> once I got them loose. Yeah, cough drops from the uh, vending machine. Like so sucrets, remember those oh, things? Man. Those things were fucking terrible. Yeah, no. It's, I, but I, if you're going to be on TV like Chris, and you, you, you got a sore throat or you got an itchy throat, or you, you got it. You Just gotta throw be, up one of those alerts. That's true. It'll give you a minute and a half. And buy some time. Shit, you can go to the... Vending machine. Every time Jason had to pee, if he was uh, if he was a weatherman, he'd just throw up an alert. Be like, "Fuck, I gotta pee." Just get a jug. Peasy up next. More likely, Lions go zero for seventeen. Zero and seventeen, or two of the Wings, Tigers, and Pistons are playoff teams in twenty twenty two. It's two of the Wings, Lions, uh, Tigers, and Pistons are playoff teams in twenty twenty two. Not that zero and seventeen. Zero and seventeen is just hard to do. What zero and sixteen was done? Was it twice? Two thousand eight by the Lions. But did anybody else do it? 
Didn't somebody uh, do it well, recently? Tam- it was Tampa Bay, but they were like 15 games. Something. I like thought that. somebody did it in yeah, the last five was, years. Uh, oh, man. Someone's going to hate us for that. Yeah. Someone's going to be really pissed uh, Here, let's give me some stuff here. Yeah, I think that's one we actually had. Yeah. Out of all the things we look up, this might be one. One's punching their uh, device. <laughs> yeah, like son of a yelling it. These guys have a show. Okay, only five teams have gone winless. 2017 Cleveland Browns That's was the most recent. And before that, it was back in like 82 when they played like four games. But And the Lions, obviously. Um, it just doesn't happen a lot, even when teams are horrible. And now, that said, I mean, and the, the addition of the, the extra teams in the NBA uh, conference, you know, you get 10 teams potentially in the playoffs. And um, I don't know. It's still the Tigers and Pistons both making the playoffs. Their own seventeen lines. I don't know. Are you are you were you on this? Well, who are we? We're picking. We're thinking the in twenty twenty two the Wings are out, right? And the Tigers are in a rebuild, so they're not making the playoffs. No, they could. They could next year if they put nah. if they put resources in, they can make the wild card. Possibly. So it's it's Tigers and Pistons. Right? No, but he's. Yeah, so Tigers and Pistons. Two yeah. of the yeah, out of yeah, the three. Tigers and Pistons. Yeah, I, I got to say, if if we're betting money, I would go for the Lions. Over would you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just don't trust the Wings or the Tigers. Uh, Peasy with this one. In light of Graham's disappointment story from Tuesday, what's the most trouble you guys have ever got uh, gotten in with a parent? Jason, you've got to have a good one here. I really, you mean my parents? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I wasn't disciplined that bad. Like I told you, like when I ordered that block of porn, my dad got the bill and just when we were riding like we were riding back from my grandparents house and he just dropped it on me like and that was just enough punishment because he knew how embarrassed i was but i gotta say my dad i mean i i skipped a lot of school in rochester and uh he came home one day because they called him and told him i was skipping school and i tried hiding behind the water heater and he walked down the stairs and he all i heard was get the fuck out from under there and get to school and i just walked right back to school so i would say maybe that so i have but a i have a similar embarrassing story i mean i didn't uh, most trouble i ever gotten was uh i think it was labor day or labor day weekend 2000 sorry not 2000 1993 and had just lost a gus macker game and the lions blew a lead to the bears and i understand that i think this year may be off but um and I was pissed off, and I threw down a chair in my parents' dining room. Like, the Lions season was over. We had blown a, a game in the Gus Macker when I was, like, 13. And my mother's basic tone was, you're not watching TV this fall. And it lasted one week. And then I lied and said the Super Bowl was in September or something, <laughs> and, and, and I was able to do it. I had a similar story to you getting embarrassed, though, cutting class. And it was the worst, too, because my grandparents thought the world of me. And they were visiting – from Maine, and my parents were going to go away for the weekend. And it was one of these early times. I was not completely allowed to stay alone, home alone because I was like 14, but I was going to be – my sister had to go to a friend's house. I was going to be allowed to be in the house during the day. I just had to walk up like a block and spend the night at these two old ladies' house who were kind of neighbors, and they would – you know, whatever. It's that age, kind of between not yet trusted, and for good reason. So, But here my parents are sort of trusting me to be alone for the very first time ever on a weekend most of the time. And I know they're leaving Friday shortly after I go to school. They're supposed to go wherever the fuck they're going. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go hang out somewhere, and as soon as they leave, I'm skipping Friday. Then I got a longer weekend. I'm like, I'm just going to go behind the garage until they leave. 
And so I'm standing behind the garage, and because you know, and, and I, I, my neighbors had trimmed their hedge, and I worried looking up the, I could see the other like a, a the, the other street coming the other way. We live near a corner, and I worried that if my parents went that way, maybe they could see behind the garage. It was dumb, so I thought I'll get behind my neighbor's garage instead. I'll be safer there. But that meant that moment where you're between the two house, two garages, and you can be seen from the back kitchen window. And my parents saw me jumping between the garages. Like Ferris Bueller. But yeah, and I also tripped on some mud that was between there, so I'm scrambling. And they came back, and I'm standing there behind my neighbor's garage, and like, Graham, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I was tired. I just wanted to go to bed and sit at school. And so they walked me by my grandparents. My mom tucked me into bed because I said I was tired. This is like 10 a.m., 9 a.m. And I, it was as humiliated as I've ever been um, in my life. But Wow. Um, was that a story we're telling presented by Midtown or not? Was it, uh, where, did it, where did it rank? Oatmeal story? Um, It's in the middle. In the oh, middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not oatmeal story level, but I just, the I don't ending have, was kind of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a story we're telling presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue. Make Midtown part of your weekend professor with this one who is your most hated sports personality tim stout for real you, you Graham? no i'm just kidding uh i darren Ravel. now he blocked me on twitter and i guess he's a sports personality but i despise that dude yeah i mean there are there are a lot of people i don't i mean obviously the bayless get bayless like how does that guy make money that drives me but insane. i don't watch him so no. it doesn't he doesn't bother me anymore because yeah. i don't watch those hot take shows yeah, there are very few who really, really annoy me. Um, I mean, Cowherd, but I don't watch him either. I don't mind Cowherd. I, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I just don't have somebody who really, I really, really. At certain points, there were people like I used to hate Mike Greenberg, and now I, why would I hate Mike Greenberg? Like, he's like a douche. I, that's why. Well, I didn't know that when he first started on Sports Center, he sounded like I mean, he had a weird. The way he spoke was weird, and I didn't. Like I never understood to him. how Mike and Mike in the morning made it twenty years. Yeah, that's generic shit. Uh, Murph up next. Why do baseball coaches wear full uniforms with numbers? I'd like to see Coach Tucker padded up on the sidelines or Izzo in a jersey and shorts. It is funny that baseball they actually wear the wear the unis. You know, these, these I old love men. it though. Why yeah. not? I mean, baseball games take a while, and you have to sit there in the dugout. And it just it seems to fit in baseball. Like you, you would never question it. But if you saw it in basketball, if you saw like Izzo and ba- you'd be like, what? Um. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair question, but it, it just fits with baseball. John Crager up next. I've been out of the dating world for six and a half years. How does someone that is almost 30 date again these days? From what I can see, it has completely changed in that time span. Any advice is appreciated. Speaking of which, I appreciate you. We, we appreciate you, John. Um, so I am in the same realm. Met my wife. You're in the in, dating world? No, what oh. I mean is I, I same era i mean 2013 is when i started dating my wife so like the tinder world didn't really exist when i was dating still like i I was never you know missed out we never i never really did the online stuff so i think that's all changed i think you want to be on tinder you want to be on and depending on how you you said you're almost 30 i mean you're in these are peak years man these are great years almost 30 is outstanding because i'm telling you it, it it just the most fun i had dating was ages like 30 to 33 it's just women women cut through the bullshit at that age a little bit more and uh, especially cougars am i right 
No comment. Go I'm for just, older ladies. I'm, just, I'm telling you. Older ladies just get right to the point. But, yeah, online profile would probably be good somewhere. I don't know. Tinder. That, Tinder. Do Bumble. Bumble, they have to contact you first. Okay. So that, that sounds great. And, and Yeah, and just put yourself into situations. I, I would say this. You're not wasting time, so if you see somebody you like, strike out conversation. The worst thing that happens is you strike out. That used to be my rule. Like, if That's there's great a, advice. Well, yeah, if there's a... If there's a like, you're in the grocery line with some woman who's can you do that now in 2021? Incredibly attractive, you know, and you're interested in it'll strike up a conversation. Maybe she thinks you're a creep and it goes nowhere. But if you don't say anything, then you get in the car and go, oh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Just do it online. Who knows what you can get away with in stores now? Almost in the gram. Mark Snyder up next with name, image, and likeness in full swing. I thought we could see Gabe Brown riding horses and doing car <laughs> commercials with Terry Hanks or Peyton Thorne pimping quality dairy harder than Tim Stout. Isn't the Lancy business uh, business community now part of MSU's recruiting pitch? I would like to see Gabe Brown on a horse with Terry Hanks, I'll be honest. And that's Sunday at Chevrolet, make a by the way. sheer luck. <laughs> that's all pretty good. Um yeah, no, that, that, I would like to see these guys locally uh, pitching but, products and stuff like but that. But it would, it would get them, I think, especially like at the ground floor of this, if you get it, you're going to get publicity from other people. Yeah. Right? And especially on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Mark Snyder up next. Who are some of the best high school football players around here that didn't make it as far as you thought they would? Uh, that's that's a Randy re- Kinder answer. That's a really good question. I mean, Randy Kinder, obviously, I mean, he was the most dominant um, player you know, that I ever saw in high school. I mean, I watched him rush for like 300 yards. I mean, that Sean Foster, who was at Lansing Sexton. Oh, yeah. Who was phenomenal. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of uh, other guys that uh, that I would say should have, that I saw. And, Were you and, Googling high school players for Lansing? Yeah, no, I've written some stuff on this, and I was trying to see what I, what I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for holding. We're dropping MFers now? Um, I mean, I, I wrote about Anton Bagwell, but I, I was not around. Like, he was a star at East Lansing right after me, and I was out of town, so I never saw him. I heard about him. So him not making it and stuff like that, you know, that's not um, – that doesn't quite fit. But th- those would be the those would be the guys. Cause, but Bagwell, I've heard, like, I mean, uh, the stories of him are, are legendary. And I did, he was part of the Catching Up series I did, uh, East Lansing High School running back. Um uh, last spring, Mark, last spring. Mark Snyder up next. I just took the LSJ up on the $1 for six months deal. They've been catching up on your columns. I love the catching up with series. Can you share some names of the people you're going to try to get soon? May I suggest Connor Cook? Yeah, you know, the re- the series really started out of the pandemic. It was like, holy shit, there's not going to be football. We better come up with something because people pay to subscribe to us and people you know, you got to have value and what, and so who would be fun for people to read about? And so we did a lot of that last fall and then football came back. And, and so the series got stunted a little bit. Um, Connor cook is one of the people that, that we've looked at. Uh, I don't know exactly, you know, we've done, you know, we've Smoker. done Derek Nix. We've done Jeff smokers. One that we'd like to do. Um, we did Jeff talk. smoker uncut Jeff smoker uncut. Yeah, yeah. From that. Yeah. You got to get the goods on Jeff smoker. Like you got to get if he's not willing to talk about it, screw it. But I've enjoyed doing this stuff. Like uh, Rosam Lorbeck was a ton of fun. I, I Rosam Lorbeck, who a lot of people remember, and from two thousand like three is a one year on the Michigan State basketball team, and he's a Slovenian, you know. He uh, and I get a hold of him, and I think it was Barcelona where he lived now. I forget. But anyway, 
and he's wearing like Michigan State gear just for the interview. Like he was all fired up. He, you know, I mean, he, I mean, he he was. I don't know. He was a lot of fun to talk to, and a lot of these, you know, yeah, I always love talking to Russell Bird. Did that with him and Clarissa Bell again, and um, I don't know exactly who we'll do and 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 next. Uh, there are some guys I'd like to do that I don't want to kind of give away in case they don't come to fruition. But um, Connor Cook is definitely a good one, and so is Jeff Smoker. Carl Mylock up next. Have either of you been betting on the Little League World Series? If so, on who? Is it ethical to bet on the Little League World Series? I appreciate you, Carl. Um, Craig Robinson, who listens to the show, he lives in New Hampshire, and he asked me, is it sinful to bet on, because one of the teams from New Hampshire's playing, I said it's only sinful if you hate the kids after you lose, if they don't cover. That's a good point. If you bet and you just don't say anything, eh, whatever. Because the rule for, for when you stop being a kid and start being an athlete is when you're old enough to curry sexual favor just for your athletic ability, right? Puberty. Yes. Yeah. Because um, before before that, you, you know, if, if if all it means is you get an, you know an extra Slurpee at at, at you know Seven Eleven, that's not that's not uh, it, it's. Yeah, that's not really. You're just a kid. Um, I would not. One of the things I love about the Premier League starting is I don't have to watch the Little League World Series. I used to find that time of year depressing because I was like waiting for football and then the Little League World Series is on. I do find some of it fun to watch, but I, I've. Um, but in terms of the ethics of it, yeah, I, I think what Jason said is is perfect. That as long as you're not mad at the kids if they lose, timestamp that. Steve up next. Angelo Gross nickname is now Sugar Weasel. Wasn't there a young Chicago student, a notorious MILF hunter, who went by the same name as his alias, potential Netflix documentary? Jesus, Steve. <laughs> well done. Thomas uh, Zambiasi, with Yoda being popular lately on the show, do you have any Star Wars hot takes? Hot takes? I do not. Um, I didn't do that Was right that close? Yeah. I don't know. No. Um, I... You know, I was not a huge Star Wars guy. I never have been. Uh, I mean, no I shit. saw I saw the first three, and then the others. The next batch came out when I was like in college or just finishing college. So there were some movie posters up back when you put movie posters on your walls. I also, um, the question to to Kevin Haas about how do you get a girlfriend at a certain age? Stop putting movie posters on your wall. That that's kind of important. Yeah, but if you're like getting the ladies, they don't care what's on your wall. That's true. Unless it's the Nirvana cover, yeah, could be an issue. Um, do you have any Star Wars hot takes? Are you a Star Wars guy at all? I hate. I just don't like uh, Star Wars. I saw the one with uh, Natalie Portman because I like Natalie Portman, but that was a long time ago. I watched the original, but I could give a shit about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I've, I've, I've seen them, but I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Give a shit about them, I do. Vansy up next. Why do people act like it's crazy that Michigan State might be really bad this year? Yeah, because you talk yourself into something long enough. Um, shows like this. The only way that Michigan State is going to be really bad this year, I think, is if they get, I mean, if they get some injuries early at the wrong few positions. They have receiver injuries of their top couple receivers, or a couple of those defensive backs. Things could get a little ugly on them because um, their 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 next crew of receivers that's pretty young. I think has the potential to be good players, but. That's a position that's tough to do young if you're relied upon, and I think their quarterbacks are good, but I don't think they're the type of guys who can just you know you got to receivers are receivers are everything. I mean, I've seen good quarterbacks, um, I've seen average quarterbacks look really good with great receivers, and pretty good quarterbacks look below average with bad receivers. It, it is 
those two guys, um, Reed and Naylor, I, I think are, are pretty special players, and, and I think that'll start to bear itself out this year. Um, but you got to have them healthy. By the way, an update from Dark Mantonio and his uh, question. He said Rico uh, looked like Craig Robinson, but he's talking about the actor Craig Robinson. Oh, yeah, uh, not the Craig Robinson. Yeah, that, I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I didn't know we have a Craig Robinson. Uh, yeah, yes, we so do have a Craig yeah. Robinson. This is the show, so yeah. I wasn't thinking about the actor. Sorry. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Vanzi up next. What are the Rubes' thoughts on fanatics seemingly taking over the trading card industry? It depends on what they do with it, but not having tops after seventy years, or not uh, tops will not have a license to put the uh, team names on the jerseys on cards if they still produce cards. I just, I just hope they do something with it. But if they come out with fanatics cards, don't be surprised if it if it bombs. So, uh, Steve Beckman up next. Should college football teams be allowed to scrimmage against other schools before the season, like NFL teams do with joint practices? Um. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I don't know why to think about that. I was like, I mean, they do in they do in college basketball too. I mean, more risk of injury, but why not? Uh, next one from Steve. How many high school football games will Graham cover this season? I would say about two, three. I'll try and get to. I mean, cover is an interesting. I don't really cover games the way I used to when I was covering. I mean, I'll probably do a playoff game. I go. I'll probably go to four or five, though. I mean, I go to. I used to go to a lot more. My wife was out of, living out of town, and would come home on Saturdays, and I so I would go on Friday nights, almost do a game every week. You find stories when you're out there, but I wouldn't be covering the game, so to speak. I wouldn't be part of that team. And I was going to go to uh, to games tonight and tomorrow, but it, it isn't really worked out. Next one from Steve: Should early Pearl Jam and Nirvana songs be played on classic rock radio stations? I think they are in the classic rock, unfortunately, right? I don't even know. 92? Yeah, what what constitutes classic rock? I don't, I think it has to be. Certain age? 30, year, 30 years? Something like Is it 30? Yeah, then they I should. Because they, yeah. they, they would be, both be around. God damn it. We can try to delay it as long as we want. Uh, Ken Chu writes in, what the hell, Rube? The Giants franchise is almost as bad as the Lions? The Giants have four Super Bowls. Carl Banks, Plaxico, Mark Ingram Sr., Greg Jones, and Devin Thomas won Super Bowls with the Giants. Uh, Brad, Van, Brad Van Pelt and Morton Anderson are in the Hall of Fame. Love you, Rube, but don't make me come over there. I think this is the uh, follow-up to the Brian Lewerke question about right. whether he could win a Super Bowl with the Giants. I was talking about current own, like ownership and yeah. uh, you know the GM there. I'm not talking about the past. Yes, as a franchise, are they better than the Lions? Absolutely. Uh, Rube's Dumpster. Who wins in a fight to the death? Chad Latz or Johnny Spirit? It's <laughs> your answer here. Dude, I'd go Latz all yeah, day. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, honestly, I, if I met Chad Latz, I would be more excited to meet Chad Latz over LeBron. Really? Hell yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He's a great follow on Twitter. Johnny Spirit, can you remind me why everyone hates Johnny Spirit? Uh, Solari especially hates him. I, I've had to like hold Solari back. <laughs> Solari saw him at the Pinstripe Bowl a couple years ago and nearly... I he just hate to, and there and Solari has a good reason. It's not just that he's annoying as fuck, but it's there was something else that made him hate Johnny Spirit. Okay, uh, upper deck twerk guy. Uh, thoughts on Ethan Strauss, Strauss leaving the Athletic to expose wokeness and media fraud in sports. I, I did not know that's what he was doing. Uh, I don't think so. I read his uh, goodbye letter, and I don't know if I got that out of it. But yeah, I, I haven't. I, I haven't read it. I've, I've uh, dealt with Ethan a little bit. 
do we do we have Ethan on the show once? I'm trying to think, but I've been so bad at I was scared to like mention it because I think we might have. <laughs> I think we got it early on. Like this is like 2018. I think we might have had Ethan on through my buddy Scott who knew him. Right. I think we had Ethan on. I'm pretty sure we did. We might have like early episodes like, again. I'm I'm yeah. scared. Yeah, I want to say it. <laughs> Upper deck twerk guy with this one is the Notre Dame mascot offensive. Why did the University of Wisconsin spend sixty grand to remove a racist rock from campus? The Fighting Irish. Do you find it offensive? Come on, no. You're know. asking me that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I do not find it offensive. Um, if the Irish should fight a little less, would be no. Okay. Um, I'm British here, so I don't even think the Irish should have rights. So what do you what do you, what do you want from me? Um, why did uh, the University of Wisconsin spend 60k to remove a racist rock from campus? I didn't know. I don't know what we're talking about. I have no idea. Me neither. Mr. Neurotic Pants of next MSU will have a better quarterback, better offensive line, better backs, and better special teams. So why the hesitation? Insane. Better days are coming. Because people are scared to be absolutely wrong if something happens. So. Yeah, I'm not usually scared to be wrong. So I, I, I will say I, I, I think that it's an upgrade. Um, at quarterback, I think it should be an upgrade in the offensive line. You got nine guys with start starting experience back, and you actually have a bona fide left tackle. Uh, the the back situation should be better. The special teams, I don't don't know if they'll be better, but those first three, yeah, you should be should be better than last year. But they were just two and five last year, and they got thumped by a couple teams. So I don't think being better than last year. And I know they had the the two wins over a, what an equally bad Michigan team last year and a Northwestern team that was. Uh, you know, again, always the same level of talent, whether they whether they go four and eight or ten and two. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a chance that they're again. We don't know what they'll be, but I think there's a chance they're they're decent. Mister Neurotic Pants with this one, Jason. Why not? Why not just drive around the dumpster, reseed later? It's a great question. I actually took the the picture that way just because I wanted to see if people would ask me. Yes, I had no problem doing a fucking burnout in the uh in the yard but there was stuff everywhere and left me a four foot kind of three foot area to get in between and, said dumpster and, and you had a nice car you didn't want to mess with streese's new car and yeah. she would have kicked my ass if yeah. i would have scratched it up and i just we could have we did it tuesday i don't know i have no problem uh driving around the yard uh mr neurotic pants with this one graham how do you transcribe your interviews what technology do you use uh i usually use otter Sometimes I just do it myself, but usually I plug them into Otter, and uh, I used to use Happy Scribe, but Otter's a, I think Otter's a little bit better. Um, but you still, you still have to go through them. Like you can't trust that to be direct. If you just put it in Happy Scribe and and use it, there'll be a lot of extra words. There'll be words that get wrong. You, you still have to listen to it through, but it saves you time. Hans Jurgen up next. It seems like you guys don't like the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 alliance because it might toughen MSU schedule. WTF, I would rather have USC on the schedule and lose to them every year until the end of time than watch MSU play Division One AA cream puffs like Youngstown State and Colorado College. Yeah, I mean, you, you need a mix of both. I don't, I don't like the one AA teams, but you need mid-majors on there. Um, and and I, I don't mind the ACC Pac-12 alliance. I just don't want to see... You know, I like the nine-game Big Ten schedule. I don't want to see games in the middle of Big Ten play in basketball season that are out of, out of league. Just don't like it. Um, so I, I am 100% cool if, if, th- if this helps create good matchups. If you play every year, I mean, you could still do it every year where you played an ACC and a Pac-12 team every year in football season, then you played a mid-major. You could still do that. It's a lot. Um, 
And if you go down to eight games, then how do you do, you know, how do you do the conference uh, schedule? How do you how do you do the whole setup? I, I don't know. I think you have to go away from divisions, and then uh, how do you make that work where it's not just such an imbalanced schedule that uh, that it's at all fair who wins the championship? Next one from Hans. Why don't we just buy someone else's AD like we did Tucker for our coach? I got twenty bucks, not doing anything. Screw these search committees. Money talks. Well, that's what they might do with the guy from UCLA if they if, if they're able to. Put that twenty on Luca Garza, yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, next one from Hans. At this moment in time, is it still safe to eat chocolate from Valentine's Day? Hashtag Xlax. Yeah, chocolate doesn't go bad that quick, does it? <laughs> Would you eat chocolate from Valentine's Day? No. Okay. No. I would. I but I'm we know. Rack and Grim. We know. Upper deck jerk guy. Why has the uh, hasn't the show paid players for promotional pieces yet? Hold on. Oh, I skipped one. Hold Sorry. on. First first thing though. If if you had enough Skyman in you and I gave you a chocolate bar from Valentine's Day, would you eat it? Uh and there's nothing else around? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. I mean Skyman No, no, no. There's not there you go. You can't get me high to the gills and then go the only thing is chocolate from Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'd give it a try. I didn't say it would be great. But that's everything. Sky, and another thing Skyman does for you is get you over your inhibitions about old chocolate. Okay. The many things Skyman is great for. You're right. Okay. Uh, Hans, with this one, if COVID made you poop, would people take it more seriously? <laughs> what if it gave people genital warts? No doubt. I think either one of those things. If you like had uncontrollable poops, people would be like, oh, my God. Uncontrollable? Like you shit your pants? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Just wherever you stood, you just shit. Everybody be vaccinated. <laughs> oh, man. There'll still be a couple. <laughs> yeah. Holding out with a brown spot on their ass. I'll protect your guy. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Why hasn't the show paid players for promotional pieces yet? Because that's not what we do. We'll never do it. Um, and if you see people doing it, it's fine, but they shouldn't be in press boxes or they're not, they're not really covering the team. Like we could we pay him just to say like to say the Couch and the Rube show is the greatest podcast out there? No, nah, we're not gonna do that. Oh man, now people we cover at least we could get Tim Miles to do it. Oh, ba 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 ba. Upper deck jerk guy. Uh, is Mel Tucker as cool in person as he is on social media? You, you know he's not doesn't come across as an uncool guy. I've never really hung out with him though. I don't, I don't know. I mean maybe he'd be what like do the tea leaves tell you about Mel Tucker. I'm telling. Tea leaves tell me this guy is girls five ever all the way, and I uh, loves it. Don't and, do that. To him. Yeah, Mel Tucker and girls five ever. In fact, that's why that's the recommendation I got. It was Mel Tucker told me you need to watch girls five ever. Mel Tucker's not ass. Upper deck jerk guy. Why can't Izzo get elite recruits other than the ones he got? It's <laughs> a great line. Um, yeah, he, he's sort of making fun of the idea that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Upper deck jerk guy. When uh, when was the last time you came real close to punching someone? Hmm. Like real close means like. Right. Yeah. When's the last time you came close to punching somebody? Not, uh, not a thing. I mean, I've come close to like punching the coffee maker and things. But. Last Saturday, there was a birthday party and there was a game we were playing with a Frisbee. I don't know if you ever played it, but there's like two poles and then you put a beer on top of it and you try to knock the beer off. I've never played it. It didn't know it existed. So I was playing, I was just, I was throwing, you know, all wrist, 
And the two guys down the way there were getting pissed, and I had no idea because I was throwing too hard, apparently. So these start whipping. They start whipping them at me. I'm like, okay, this game's kind of intense. Well, come to find out, they're all shit-hammered and pissed at me because I'm throwing too hard. So I was just like, listen, motherfuckers, like, just don't be eight years old. Just tell me I'm throwing it too hard. I've never played this game. But, I mean, it wasn't really really close. I wasn't that close to punching someone. That is a story we're telling presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue and downtown Lansing. Great place for weekend brunch. And Mondays, remember, 20% off your tab. So have a long Monday, need a Monday for place for lunch for a business client, just need to get away at night, have a drink, watch them, uh, watch a game, sit at the bar. Great place to do that, by the way. Um, go to Midtown Brewing Company on Facebook. You can look at their menu and, and get a feel for the place. It's just absolutely great vibe, great feel, great food. Alberta Jerk Guy, what's the best Lansing restaurant that people don't know about and is not a sponsor of the show? Ooh, so people don't know about. Do you have one that people don't know about you like? Around here? Yeah. Um, the Cupie Burger. What's that place down here? Cupie. Cupies, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cupies, yeah, I was saying. A lot of people know that. It's like the oldest restaurant in Lansing. I know, but I, did, I was trying to think of a restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know It's fucking speakeasy where you have to knock. Right, and- right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no idea. A Harry's Pub over on uh, West Side. Harry's is fantastic. Harry's Place, I should say. Harry Gagnon's Place. Uh, guy, how's Jason's Pet Dumpster? You know what's funny is uh, Labor Day weekend, we are having a dumpster brought to us for to get rid of some shit out of the garage. Plan for that for the shows. You know? Yeah. I know, I'm going to tell the guy. <laughs> I will be in charge of that dumpster placement. I, we're, we're, I can just see us not having a, a show right after MSU's first game because Jason. I swear to God, I Jason's swear I dumpster. will be out there. Okay. We'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, lastly, from the jerk guy, has Jason got his thigh tattoo of Graham's face yet? I thought that's what my ass was for. Yeah, if that happens, I'm worried because Jason started drinking again. <laughs> Heavily. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We appreciate you and all of your questions and adjusting to our schedule this week. It uh, means a lot to us that you're willing to do that. And um, next week will be fun, getting into football season a little bit. And after that, we'll hopefully have a Monday show despite the dumpster. I want to thank Skyman. Go to skyman.com for location information and specials. And uh, we'll get more into some of their, their tailgating specials and opportunities next week. Also, I want to thank Mark and Jay at North Coast Wealth Management. Again, 248-626-2000. Tell them Couch in the Roof sent you. Thanks to Groovy Donuts, as always. And, uh, I don't know, Apple Spice or what was it? Apple shit. Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice is the way we're, the way we're going. Have a great weekend. Couch in the Roof. <laughs>